Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Hi, gang. Before you listen to this episode of the Michael Smirkanish Book Club podcast, by the way, thank you for doing so. You do know that we've now gone to three releases per week. How great is that? Um, I want to draw on TC's memory here because you're about to meet the author of a book called Made. Stephanie Land is the author. Hard work, low pay, and a mother's will to survive. So, TC, this was 2019, and my recollection is that what drew me to this book is the uh, was the question of whether you leave a tip for a maid in a hotel. And yeah. I think I had some radio dialogue about that and how much you leave and so on and so forth. I'd been traveling a great deal. This was pre-pandemic. And then all of a sudden I read this review. I think in the Washington Post of this book, and they said it was sensational about a woman who was living with her daughter on the margins of poverty, and she turned to maid service to keep herself afloat, and all of a sudden she's caught up in a world of government assistance that she knew nothing about, and and I I went in a totally different direction. That's my recollection as well. I think you might have still asked her about that, but the, the book itself is much bigger than just 
a behind the scenes look at being a house cleaner. It's just it's more a look at everything that goes along with being very poor in the United States and how to pull yourself up from that. Right. Stephanie Land is a low income single mom. She's just in her early 40s, lives in Missoula, Montana. But the reason why we are inspired to release this as a book club podcast now, you explain because you've actually watched. Right. So Made has been released on Netflix. It's a 10 10 episode short series based on Stephanie Land's book Made. It's not the exact story. It's rewritten and, you know, for television. The character's name is Alex. Uh, It is extraordinary. Would I like it? I, I mean, think, I loved. I, I loved would. the book. Would I? Would I enjoy the TV series? I think you would. I th- Any gratuitous sex and violence? It's very well. Unfortunately, the violence is domestic violence. No, and we it's don't like that. Very, very difficult to watch at times. We like, like bad guys getting beat up. Yeah, no, it's very, very difficult to watch mm. at times, and um, and then just everything that can go wrong for this woman goes wrong for this woman. And at times, I'm thinking, Oh God, I know what's about to happen. Oh God, please, no, no, no. And you know what? It just is so raw and real at times. I thought it was very, very well done. Interesting side note, uh, the actress who portrays Alex, the main character in the book, uh, is um, her mother in the in the series is played by Andy McDowell, sure. the actress. Yeah. And um, and the the Alex is played by her actual daughter. So right. it's Andy well, McDowell and her actual daughter are playing mother and daughter in this in this series. When I get through Yellowstone it is that what you're watching me, now? It sounds to me like I will uh, I will move on to Made. Anyway, from 2019, from the vault, as we say, this is yours truly with Stephanie Land talking about her then recently released book, which is now a hit Netflix series. Do you have any uh, maid service? Uh, somebody comes in, does housekeeping? I do. I have someone that comes in. Her name is June, and she is absolutely fantastic. I mean, maid to me, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, you know, uniform and formality and so forth. Yeah. Housekeeping, I think no. something different. Yeah, no, she's she is, a, she is a housekeeper, and she's a riot, and she loves Augie, and she is just the best. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell in a moment my uh, one of my favorite stories about my mom. And the first day she ever had housekeeping. It's just, it's a classic. I, I, uh, it's something that is, I am so grateful for. That's, I mean, I guess that's the best way I can say it. Like I, I work and, and so I, I can justify it. And it's something that I am just so grateful for how clean June keeps our house. Here is why I bring it up. Stephanie Land has written a book receiving lots of critical acclaim. The title, Made. Hard Work, Low Pay, and a Mother's Will to Survive. I've read it. There's a summary that was published in the Washington Post that I'll share, which I think will be a perfect intro to my guest. And it says this. Land grew up in a middle-class home and was enjoying a sort of bohemian existence in her 20s, working in cafes and bars with plans to attend college and pursue a writing career when she found out she was pregnant. She put school on hold to have the baby, a decision that caused her boyfriend to turn vicious. Things got darker after Mia's birth and ended with a call to a domestic violence hotline and then police. Soon, Land was living in a homeless shelter and clinging to custody of Mia. One of her book's strengths is illustrating the perverse incentives for domestic abuse victims. Once she left, Land lost her home her ex's income, and the status of being a two-parent family. She nearly lost her child. 
She and Mia ended up living with a new boyfriend, a hardworking farmer whose appeal quickly faded. Their strained and unkind cohabitation, which she couldn't afford to end, was a cautionary tale about what romance can turn into for the financially broken. She wound up cleaning houses, the only work she could find. Despite hours of backbreaking labor, she was never quite able to achieve stability. $250 she received each month in child support went almost entirely toward gas to drive Mia to and from her father's house. She was often at the mercy of landlords who didn't maintain their properties and didn't return security deposits, employers who couldn't give her the hours she desperately needed, her aging car, the touch-and-go generosity of friends, and the largesse of the United States government, which was not particularly large and required her to jump through humiliating hoops. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Stephanie Land. Hey, Stephanie, thanks so much for being here. Congrats on the new book. Thank you so much. Let me start with the end of that summary from the post. By the way, that was well written. Do you do you think that was a good summation of of the uh, the book? I do actually. I I read that in San Antonio with my publicist. We were having lunch, and and we both got tears in our eyes. It was it was a really wonderful review. That's nice. The last part of that description was something that stuck out in the book for me. I think uh, people will be surprised to know just how hard it is for someone in your position to convince the government at a variety of levels, hey, I'm really jammed up here and I need help. It is. I think it's because there's an air of mistrust and judgment and there's a lot of stigmas surrounding people who need government assistance and we're constantly asked about our work schedules and how much we're working and asked to prove that over and over again. I mean, I think there's a perception that that it's very easy to be on, quote unquote, the public dole when, in fact, your book explains it's very hard to prove that you're poor. It is. It's it's extremely hard. Um, There's not only that, and it's you have to have access to a computer and you have to go to appointments in the middle of the workday and and you need access to a phone and the internet and you need a car and transportation there's so many things involved um that make it really really hard to get on government assistance you used the word stigma a moment ago and in the book you also reveal some of the indignities that you were subjected to as someone on food stamps being a recipient of public assistance which of those stories do you want to share with us now uh the one that comes to mind is when i was using the WIC checks in the grocery store um and those are they used to be very visible coupons i'm not sure if they are anymore i think they might have switched to like a debit card type of system but uh, when i used them they were very large paper checks and they had a very specific uh, quantity and type of food that you could get with those. And I always mess them up. And this one time I was kind of arguing with the cashier because I still got a certain type of milk on my coupon, but the store had updated their system. And so we were arguing and this, this old couple um, behind me um, as I was leaving uh, said, you're welcome. And I took that as, you know, you're welcome for the tax money that I paid, personally paid for, for your items. And how did you react, if at all? I, I just kind of looked at them, um, but 
and and walked away. But I, I was physically shaking, and mm-hmm. and I I wanted to yell at them, <laughs> like, "You're welcome for what?" Like I'm trying to feed my daughter a healthy meal, and I think she deserves that. So something else that I I appreciate now, having read Made as one who employs household help, you know where all the bodies are buried for the families for whom you have worked, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't necessarily go looking for them, but, you know, it, <clears throat> if you look around your house and just see the random items, like I'm standing here in my house looking around, and it's obvious that I have kids who are really into slime right now because it's just all over. I mean, I... And uh, just by looking at, you know, the coffee cups that are randomly set around or uh, tissues in the garbage, you can learn a lot about a family and a person just by the random items that they leave sitting around. Well, I mean, the porn house, he's got Hustler. She's got romance novels. Yeah. Yeah. That that was a thing that happened. <laughs> but but it, it's uh, yeah, there, but it, it's there are. Go ahead. There are other things that. um that I there are other things that people left sitting out that that I questioned if they even knew that I was coming that day or you know I I didn't necessarily want to be involved in in everything. But one of the other uh, one of the other realizations I guess is that you know here you are struggling you truly there's been a lot of discussion in the last month with the government shutdown, the expression of paycheck to paycheck. You, to me, are the embodiment of someone who was living paycheck to paycheck, house to house, to try and keep yourself afloat and take care of Mia. But correct me if I'm wrong, working in people's houses who were much more sturdy financially than you was also an eye-opener for you that made you realize money's not everything, and there's a lot of unhappiness in the houses I'm cleaning. Yeah, and that that was a kind of disenchantment process for me because I thought once I had the house on the hill, then everything would be sunshine and unicorns and rainbows Mm -hmm. and and everything would be perfect. And um, I saw that uh, wealthier people are surprisingly to me affected by the common cold. Like I, I didn't think that I thought they were kind of above that and they were superhuman. And um, so I saw that they are struggling human beings just as much as I was. My wife works more than full time. You may have heard my conversation with my colleague. Uh, My wife works more than full time. We have housekeeping a few days a week. Coincidentally, Stephanie, today a new person is starting for us. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. Give me advice. Give me advice. How can I be a good employer for her? Well, I, I first off learn her name and, you know, maybe learn if she has kids. Uh, and recognize that if you have a day where you have to cancel for some reason, like either you're going out of town or you're sick or it's just like not working out, recognize that there's a chance that those lost wages could mean whether or not she pays her utility bill and, you know, whether or not she's able to afford rent that month um, and try and reschedule and make up that time. And I think that was the biggest problem for me as a house cleaner was my work was so disposable and it meant the world to me because I really needed that 40 bucks or however much. Um, it, it was a matter of survival for me. And for them, it was just um, a treat. 
Right. In other words, if, if I'm going to be at home one day unexpectedly, I don't want to cut her loose because she's counting on that paycheck. Right. Yeah. So interesting that you should say this because t- today is Wednesday. Her first day was actually supposed to be Monday. And on her first day, she called in sick. Mm-hmm. And I and I said to my wife, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, th- this is the way we're going to start. She's sick on the first day. And my wife, being the sensible one, said to me, yeah, she's sick. She'll be here Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I was scared to call in sick. And I had a daughter who was sick all the time because we lived in an unhealthy environment. And she went to a daycare where there were a lot of other kids who were also sick. And I risked being fired every single time I called in sick. So my mother, my grandmother, my maternal uh, grandmother cleaned houses. She cleaned houses and then had 11 kids. It's a long story, but it's an amazing story. So fast forward many years, my mother uh, becomes a successful person in business. And now she wants to hire housekeeping support. She felt such a sense of guilt about someone coming into our house to clean because her mother had once been a housekeeper that uh, I'll never forget she made a big breakfast for the housekeeper on her first day. I was watching my mother. I was in high school at the time, and I was watching my mother make this enormous breakfast, and I said, what, what, what is this? And she said, this is for our, our, you know, the person who's going to come and work today starting as a, a housekeeper. You know, Two days a week she was coming in to clean. Um, I just never forgot that, you know, that mom had this sense of guilt. I don't know if there's a question in here for Stephanie Land. If there is, I guess the question is, is it okay to hire a housekeeper without being guilt-ridden? Well, I the story about your mom, I don't really see that as, like, a sense of guilt. I I see that as a sense of human kindness. You know, you're, you're welcoming this person into your home, and, and to me, that's her treating her like a guest instead of, you know, like this ghost of a person that's just going to shuffle through unnoticed. Um, I mean, that, that story like made me well up with tears a little bit. Like the, the clients who did that for me and, and recognized that my time had value, but also that I needed to eat and that, you know, and sat down with me and had meals with me and got to know me. Like those were incredibly special to me. Like it, it made the job worth it, really. You want to have at a certain point, I, 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 the, the book ends on a, a happier note, not totally out of the woods, but a happier note. Do you want housekeeping support? Do you aspire to, to be able to employ somebody? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> um, no, no, I never want to live in a house that is too big for me to clean on my own. And I, I joke that I would never be able to afford a house cleaner because I would just leave $20 bills like randomly all around the house just because like I, I would feel so awful for asking someone to do that. That's my, that's my mom. I mean, you're, 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 you're you get along well with my mother. Uh, finally, Probably. how is me? How is Mia? She's great. She just went to school uh, about an hour ago and um, it's snowing here. It snowed like quite a bit last night. So I enjoy watching her trudge through the snow to the bus stop uh, as someone who grew up in Alaska. Um, but yeah, she's she's absolutely wonderful. She's reading far beyond her grade level and wants to be an astronaut. And she is one of the most emotionally intelligent people I've ever known. You are kicking some serious butt, getting a lot of critical acclaim and a lot of sales. I wish you all good things. 
Thank you so much. It's uh, great talking to you. That's Stephanie Land. The book is called Made, Hard Work, Low Pay, and A Mother's Will to Survive. I'm sort of struck by her saying that she would never want household help, that she wouldn't, like... She doesn't I'm, aspire to the big house. Okay, I get that. But yeah. furthermore, she said that that it wouldn't, she wouldn't want to be paying someone for that. Or I don't know how she said it, but to me, I took it as like she didn't think it was sort of right. And I, I, I don't feel guilty about having someone clean my house. I pay her well. Mm-hmm. She does an excellent job. I tell mm-hmm. her what an excellent job she does. And I think we have a great relationship. And that's what she's doing. Like, that's she wants the job, right? In other words, if I weren't hiring her, is the implication that she would be doing something else? No, I don't think so. No, I, I, I think Stephanie understands that. Stephanie wants you to treat her well, which you I do. do. Pay her well and, and regard her as an equal of sorts. Yeah. Even if she's working in some type of a subservient category to you, you know, treat her that way. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm fascinated by this. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.